Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. My name is Aspen Meineke. I'm an engineer turned STEM educator, public speaker, and science communication coach. I created the Science Communication Made Easy podcast to not just talk about science communication, but actually give you these simple step-by-step strategies to help you, whether you're looking to get started or wanting to level up your communication skills. So if you want my secrets on all things content creation, public speaking, confidence, how to beat burnout and fight imposter syndrome, this is the place for you. It's time to find your voice and share your story. So let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Science Communication Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Aspen Meineke, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to better communicate your science communication across multiple social media platforms. So when thinking of social media platforms and what's popular today, my mind automatically goes to the top four of Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And yes, LinkedIn is popping, so if you are not on there, you are missing out. And so these platforms are, again, vastly different in the types of content as well as the audience. So real quick, Instagram and TikTok, those are going to be your platforms for when you're creating educational content and you're wanting to reach an audience that, again, is not traditionally in science. They are not your peers, not your colleagues. They're looking up to you. They're looking for an expert to learn from. This is the kind of audience you're going to be finding on these platforms. And then on Twitter and LinkedIn, you have more of the science community and more of your peers. So Twitter has a really strong science community. And then LinkedIn is really great, again, for networking and just getting to know people, again, your peers or people you're wanting to network with, a great way to grow your circle. And so that type of content I would be posting, you know, wins that you have, things that you're doing, you know, showing all the amazing, you know, work that you're currently doing and engaging conversations um, in your industry. And again, there's so many other platforms like YouTube, podcasting, Pinterest. I just think those four have a low barrier to entry. They're super easy to catch on to and you're probably already using them. And another note I want to make, you know, when it comes to platforms like Instagram and TikTok, and that's where you're, you're going to be posting the bulk of your educational content and growing your platform, you know, for your audience there. Just because you're on that platform doesn't mean you're automatically going to be attracting the correct audience. So many times, especially on Instagram, I see a lot of science communicators that are wanting to, you know, communicate or create content for like middle school and high school students. And then you look at their followers and their comments and it's only their peers. It's only like other PhD students, only other med students, which is completely fine if that's the goal of your platform and you are wanting to like share your educational experience and wanting to connect with your peers. But if you are wanting to do this more of the science communication of, you know, I'm wanting to, you know, educate people that aren't in this field about this subject, or I'm wanting to inspire a younger generation, you really need to be making sure that you're auditing your audience and making sure that the content you are producing is, again, attracting the correct audience and is reaching your goal. So having a really clear goal for the purpose of your platform is really important as well. All right, so now that we've kind of covered the general social media platforms, I want to dive into your educational science communication content, which is, again, the bulk that you're producing. And so what I mean by educational science communication content is this is the learn a cool fact about this or here's this interesting scientific theory that's going on right now. So those types of like content. 
So no matter if you're on Instagram or TikTok, you're always going to want to have the core components of science communication, which is understanding your audience's journey, storytelling, and making it engaging or shareable. So I'll get to all of that. So the first point is understanding your audience's journey. So creating content for somebody who is an expert in a subject or has heard of a concept before versus somebody who has never heard of it before is going to look, that content's going to look very, very different. So whatever you're presenting a subject, like let's say Newton's Laws, for example, is, you know, if you're wanting to reach an audience that has never heard of Newton's Laws, well, that's the point A they're starting from. They've never heard Newton's Laws, and then maybe your end result is that they understand what Newton's Laws is, and they have a few examples. And so what you need to do is fill in that journey. So from point A to point B, what is information or, you know, text, photos, videos that you can share to help them understand that concept. And a lot of times I see this happen in one Instagram post, which is not nearly enough room or time. If you're talking about a lot of technical subjects, especially in terms, you need to be breaking that up into multiple Instagram posts. I have seen some that have Instagram captions so long, it could honestly have been broken up into a mini series of maybe uh, you know, five, six, seven different posts. So if you, if your content is getting a little bit long, reevaluate it and it's okay to break it up into chunks. It makes it a little more digestible. And again, you can think of your audience's journey and I would do so for your entire platform. So for your mission, if you are wanting to teach people about like astrophysics, so think about uh, what is their point A? Where are they starting from? Are you wanting to reach people that have never heard of astrophysics before? Or are you wanting to reach people that are fans of NASA? They know what NASA is and they're wanting to have a more depth, you know, information about it. So having that be really clear is important to your just science communication platform in general uh, to make sure you're serving your audience the best way that you can. So step two is storytelling. So please don't get on TikTok and just stand in front of the camera and state a fact. Like, make it interesting. Like, TikTok videos, and you don't have to be trendy if you don't, you don't have to be dancing if you don't want to follow those trends, but you can still make it exciting and interesting to watch. So a little example of implementing storytelling is, let's say, oh, NASA launched a super cool rocket, and have you ever wondered, you know, how these rockets fly? Well, this is due to X, Y, and Z Newton's laws, blah, blah, blah. Like, that catches our attention at the beginning. You're telling a story about NASA, you know, building a rocket. You're inserting some, you know, real-world events that are happening that are also, you know, interesting to people. So find ways to kind of thread that through your content. So the third point that I have is to make it engaging and thinking about your shareability. And so when I say shareability, I just don't mean like within an app, like it's awesome and incredible if people are sharing your content within the app or, you know, like texting it to their friends and whatnot. But when I mean shareability, I want to think of are what are people taking away from your content and how can they share it, you know, outside of the app. So let's say, Um, you did a really cool video and they learned something from it and they're going to go tell their friend that interesting fact and then their friend's going to be like, oh, hey, how did you learn this? And then you're going to be like, oh, from this, you know, TikTok person or this YouTuber, etc. And then that's how you gain more followers and it's more quality followers because again, just because you have, you know, thousands and thousands of followers doesn't mean they're quality if they're all, 
you know, not interested in your content or maybe they're bots. So getting really quality followers from having your followers share to their friends is like the dream and that's what you should be shooting for. So when you're making your content, think about what do I want people to take away from this? Like, can you, if you're doing the Newton's Laws example, can you make a fun acronym or like a quirky way to say it or something that's memorable so they'll go share with their friends. And then my last piece of advice would be to look at what is performing well on the platform that you're wanting to be on. So go find a competitor's profile or a profile that you're wanting to, you know, to create something similar like and look at their last 30 posts and organize them into the highest performing to least performing by likes and then see, you know, for those top performing ones, do they have anything in common? And I'm not saying copy, but can you take some an element from their content and use it in theirs? So let's say if you go analyze a profile and you see that their top performing post was something that used a trendy TikTok song. Well, then how can you use a trendy TikTok song and integrate that into your content? And if you are wanting to do something like that, don't try and think of the trend and how you can fit your science content into the trend first think about your science and the information that you're trying to tell and see what trends kind of fit into that so that is all for today's episode i hope you enjoyed it and found it informative i would love to connect with you guys over on instagram my link is in the bio i would love to hear if you liked the episode what you liked about it what you'd like to see more of and yeah make sure to give this a follow for more educational science communication episodes, and I'll see you in the next one.